The Big Fight Weekend Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network of Shows is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, and Arizona. From boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today and receive a $1,000 risk-free sports bet. Download the WinBet app now. Visit winbet.com, W-Y-N-N-Bet.com, and start winning today. We're also brought to you in part by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Check out the new PropSwap.com and use the promo code SGP on your first deposit and receive up to $500 in bonus cash. We're also brought to you in part by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is DFS simplified. Head over to prizepicks.com, use the promo code SGP, get a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. And we're brought to you by Better Fantasy. Better Fantasy is a new free to play app that lets you sync your fantasy football league and bet on the head to head matchups. Download the app today or just head to betterfantasy.com slash SGPN. That's better, B-E-T-T-O-R, fantasy.com, slash S-G-P-N. And we're also brought to you in part by the S-G-P-N app. Just enter S-G-P-N in the App Store or the Google Play Store to download it today. The countdown is on to fight time. This is Big Fight Weekend. Now, here is your host, T.J. Reeves. Yes, indeed. Welcome in. The more things change, the more they remain the same. Hey, it's a Canelo Championship victory again, and we're ready to recap it on the Big Fight Weekend podcast. I am merely the somewhat capable, somewhat lucid host, T.J. Reeves. He is senior writer, BigFightWeekend.com, Marquise Johns back with me uh we got a special guest coming up in a moment week sauce how you doing is we're ready for another show pretty good tj as uh this november rolls along here we just come off a, a weekend where canelo once again proved why he is the greatest and we're all just in this world of fun watching it and and certainly out of the non-heavyweights he is the draw we'll get into that much more he's now undisputed as well so we're ready to talk all about it special guests coming straight ahead as i mentioned stand by for that reminder again if you've just discovered this podcast as i like to say where you been where you been? Uh, we've been here, and whether you found us on a social media link or you found us through the Sports Gambling Podcast, their network of shows, sportsgamblingpodcast.com, subscribe away. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, search Big Fight Weekend. Find us, not only the website, bigfightweekend.com, but hear us on the Big Fight Weekend Podcast. Without further delay, I promise I will get most of this right. Here goes. Michael Reda is with us. Yep. Michael with Vegas Sports Daily. How am I doing? No. And his Vegas YouTube Sports Today. Cha- Vegas <laughs> Sports Today. I was so close. Oh. Vegas Sports Today. And his YouTube channel is 26 Sports. Yes, Vegas sir. Sports Today's Michael Reda is with us to talk a lot about Canelo Plan and other things that are going on. Michael, welcome. How are things? I'm good. How are you guys doing, man? Thank you guys for having me on. Uh, we are trying to behave. Okay. Uh, I just, I, I said to Marquise that the more things change, I said at the top of this, the more they stay the same, another dominant win by Canelo Alvarez. Michael, tell me what you saw. Um, I seen pretty much what I expected. I seen plant doing well early. I seen the pressure and body work eventually break him down. And then depending on who you believe Canelo broke another opponent's face, um, Twitter is going back and forth about that, but at the end of the day, 
he stopped another fighter. Um, and honestly, right now, it's hard to discredit Canelo as number one pound for pound. But to me, Usyk does give him a run for his money. In fact, I want to start on that, more on that debate. Go ahead, Marquise. Yeah, in fact, I want to start with that because you mentioned the, the social on this. Uh, watching the fight live, I'm trying to figure out, Mike, and you saw probably the same thing everybody else was. Uh, what fight was some of the folks watching here? Where I saw some of these scorecards all over the place, where a plant was winning eight rounds to one. Also, TJ, it was something I haven't seen in a horror movie. It was bad. Drug but... testing, please. Yes. <laughs> testing for those individuals. Yes. Uh, it well, yeah, was Mike, just, terrible. Yeah, just make your thoughts on that. Um, I. Honestly, at the point of the stoppage, I think I had it 6-4, 7-3, Canelo. Mm-hmm. Uh, Plant definitely won some rounds early. Uh, I, I want to say I, I did give him the ninth round. I thought he did really well in that round. Um, but from there, it, it was really Canelo's fight. Some rounds were close, but I still thought Canelo landed more telling shots. Um, like I like to tell people, once you get into professional boxing, not amateur boxing, the punches that sound and land, land harder count more than the fact that you're just, you know, flipping your jab out and tapping somebody. So, yeah, yeah Plant was landing his jab, but it was it wasn't even a, a power jab. It was like a push, flick, yeah. stay away from me. Um, and Canelo was trying to snap his face with every punch and ribs with every punch. So uh, that's what I seen. <laughs> we theorized going into this, and we talked with the Hall of Famer, the analyst Al Bernstein for Showtime about this very point. Uh, that Canelo, uh, that that in Plant's case, he did not possess a big enough punch to really get Canelo's attention, back him up, make this a fight. It was fairly evident, as we all theorized, by the third or fourth round, he just doesn't hit hard enough. Right, guys? Michael? Yes? Uh, d- I think he hits decently enough, but with Canelo, I think he's one of those guys you got to hit him with like a – a baseball bat or something to at least to at least stun him. Um, there's very few fighters that are like that, but Canelo, I believe, is in that league where you have to hit him either just right or with something of out of this world to to stun him enough. To your point, Golovkin, Danny Jacobs earlier back in 2017, 2018, mm-hmm. 2019, hit him and hit him solidly and hit him a lot more than some of the guys recently and couldn't rock him and couldn't knock him down per se. That's yeah. your point. Exactly. He like took him. I was like, oh, that's it. Okay. That was cute. Like I felt (laughs) one of the punches he took from plant. He like smiled like, oh, okay. That that was pretty nice. But okay, let's go. You know? And, and I think too, a lot of people have made issue with plant and him talking in the ninth round. First off guys, every fight probably has two to three instances of where they discuss with each other during the fight. I (laughs) think at that point though, for me, I think that's when plant kind of realized I might not get out of this fight alive. I, I might I might not get to the 12th round. So I think he was just trying to let Canelo know like, hey, thank you for the opportunity. I respect you. And yeah, but I think at that point he knew, I'm, man, if I can't knock him down with this, it's like, like Khan said in one of his interviews where I hit him with that one, two that I hit people with that they fall down and he just looked at me and I was like, oh, I'm in trouble now. And pretty much what exactly. I seen Almost fight. like a concession, not that you're giving yeah. up, but a concession that this is inevitable. I've hit you. I've done the best that I can. And I know what's coming next. Interesting on that is Michael Reda joins us here. VegasSportsToday.com yes, is where you find uh, Michael. Marquise, follow up on that as well. Did we peg it like most everybody else did that the fight came down to that? Plant's not going to hit hard enough 
to really make this a debatable who wins it or not. Instead, it is a matter of when Canelo is going to get to him, which he did. Absolutely, TJ. And the one thing I thought was really cool about this fight at the end of the day, and when you mentioned it, the open, the more things change, the more things stay the same. I'm always on this podcast joking about IBF mandatory bouts and Kayla Plant having the IBF belt for this bout. Kind of sums up what's by the nutshell, guys, to be honest with you. The one thing I thought was really funny about Canelo talking to him uh, in, in that whole ninth round was that, yeah, his English was very, very clear there. It wasn't the usual <laughs> uh, sketchy uh, broken English Canelo we got. And this this, mm-hmm. this English being Canelo, guys, is changing the landscape of the world as we speak. I, I, <laughs> I am all for this. But I the one thing also that – I think he's learning and practicing more because at the uh, press conference arrival, that entire interview with Brian Campbell yep. of Showtime – was in English and he understands obviously because Jim Gray was interviewing him and he understood everything Jim Gray's saying he's just obviously more more comfortable (laughs) in the dirty words he's more comfortable in the native uh, Mexican but he's clearly getting better at being able to articulate and working on that because that makes him an even bigger star especially when he can trash talk in English and he's getting some of that down which is the point I didn't mean to cut you off Marquise finish up no, yo, you're fine, TJ. But the one thing I thought that plant did well in the very beginning that he just absolutely abandoned, and it's something I actually mentioned with uh, TC Martin with him on Monday, was he started throwing that jab out, like you mentioned earlier, Michael, but then it like he just stopped throwing it. And then when he was throwing it, he was already backed up into the corner of the ring, and it looked kind of like self-defense. That's why he was losing a lot of these rounds on these scorecards at the end of the day. That's how you scored the rounds. That they, they categorize that, for those who don't know, as ring generalship on the yep. scorecards, whenever these, these judges pay attention. This did. Thankfully, they got it. They got it right Saturday. They butchered Friday with oh, Michaela yeah, Meyer and the, the Michaela Meyer fight was once again three <laughs> blind mice on that. Didn't understand yeah. that. But am I correct? I, I haven't gone back, and I'm doing it off the top of my head. None of the official judges gave Canel or gave Plant more than three rounds, and I think I think it may not have been more than two rounds, right? So it was clearly dominant even yeah. on the official cards or something yeah. like that, yeah. right? I believe it was two to three rounds max. Yeah, I think two judges gave him two. One gave him one gave him three. Yeah. So it tells you how good Alvarez was. All right. So, Michael, we now know four wins in 10 months. He's cleaned out the 168 pound division. So that leads to the logical question that we all love to ask, which is who's next? Who is he fighting next? What do you think happens? Um, Give me give me uh, an idea here on, on where do you think Canelo goes next? I would say he technically to me has not cleaned out 168. There is this guy. He's kind of big. He's kind of fast. He's kind of strong. Undefeated two-time champion by the name David Benavides. Mm-hmm. I understand the questions about is he going to show up on weight? Is he going to you know not make any other outside mistakes? <laughs> but that is the fight for me that should be next, should Benavides win. What I like about the way Benavides is going about it, though, is he also has said, I understand I have to prove to them that I'm worthy of this fight. So if I have to go through two fights to get that fight, that's fine. And I like that thinking because he understands he's made mistakes that have placed him, you know, maybe in the middle or the back of the pecking order because of what he has done. Um, Personally, I think we joked about this on Saturday night after the fight. He's probably going to have to end up fighting one of his mandatories first come May. Um, the mandatory list that is there is not exactly a awe-inspiring list. Um, <laughs> You're being kind. It's a joke. It sucks. 
Uh, <laughs> I mean, come on. Zach Parker is a world beater of Domino's Pizza, okay? Yeah. Give him some credit. <laughs> that man has beaten the best of the best of the pizza delivery drivers. He's oh, we were joking. What was it last week, Marquise? Help me. All my shows, all my weeks are running together. Didn't we joke? Uh, Peter Parker. Uh, what, what else did we joke on the part? Sarah Jessica oh, Parker was the actress. Any other Parkers? Any other yeah. Parkers? Uh, uh, Roy Parker. Parker that played that played for <laughs> the Lakers. What uh, yeah, Ray Parker Jr. Right, Ghostbusters. Yeah. <laughs> that 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 entices no one. I don't even yep. know that anybody in England cares about that about that mandatory about that. They want to see, so they see Parker lose. From what I've been told from a lot of my English uh, friends over there, but yeah, I mean, if it was up to me, Benavides or Charlo is who I would like to see. But I want to see Charlo test the waters there first. I never like a fighter to jump straight into a weight class, and you know if they lose. Well, here, oh, I wasn't accustomed to the weight, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. He's been here for years. I barely started this way. It only had four months. You know, the nonsense that boxing is. So let him get accustomed to the weight, get a fight in, and go from there. Now, with Canelo saying it's going to be in May, that's why I assume it's going to be one of his mandatories because Benavides is fighting this week. He's probably going to have another fight maybe in March or April because he said he understands it's two fights and then – him or Charlo in September of next year. Um, that's why I think. Honestly, too, but might- is it too much to ask if Benavides wins and wins impressively in the Showtime main event in Phoenix, in his hometown on Saturday, that that's the fight? Because as I would you love mentioned, I mean, we're saying that, but if he's impressive and you've got the whole, I mean, you've got all angles because now you've got the whole Cinco de Mayo thing mm-hmm. with Benavides also being Mexican American. You've got the, you've got the whole thing. And Benavides never lost his championship in the ring. Yep. He's been a knucklehead at times outside the ring, but you've got the argument there that you were alluding to earlier in the conversation. You just don't see realistically that you think that Benavides has got to win twice before Canelo gets in front of him. And so Canelo fights somebody else. Uh, I mean, I could see it going straight to that fight. Honestly, I could see it more if maybe Benavidez struggles. Mm. If he if he struggles a little bit, interesting. Then I could see, yeah, let's let's do it in May. Um, personally, from what I've seen from Benavides, he looks in tremendous shape. He looks like he's making the weight without a problem. We'll find out tomorrow if I'm right. Mm-hmm. Um, but he looks well <laughs> um, to me. I would love to see it. I, I also think Canelo would take the fight, but I, I, you know how everybody, oh, let's build it up a little bit. Let's let's see him beat another person. Let's bring in. How would it look? You know, Benavides beat somebody in March in a in a slap fest, like he beats the crap out of him, and then Canelo brings in one of his mandatories and knocks him out. You know, spectacular Cinco de Mayo, and then there's the build up for the September fight, the undefeated former two-time champion who just dog walked somebody and Canelo who just knocked out another opponent for September. I, I could see that, but I would love for it to be May. I just I just think it's going to be a, a mandatory. Just also, too, Canelo has gone through a string of top, you know, I mean, three guys that he fought in, out of those four in the last 11 months were undefeated. Like, who else right. has done that recently? I don't care what they say about the, the where the fighter was skill-wise, True. but they were undefeated champions. It, it, you know, at the end of the day, these guys didn't know how to lose yet. Yeah. Canelo beat the loss out of them. Yep. 
That's a good way to put it. Again, you're hearing from Michael Reda. He is with us from Vegas Sports Today. Michael's YouTube channel is also 26 Sports. I got it yep. right. Check that out on YouTube as he joins us on the Big Fight Weekend podcast. Marquise, piggyback on all of that. How realistic, especially if Benavides is spectacular, and we're going to preview that fight much more as the podcast rolls on. But if he's spectacular Saturday, is that fight realistic for May? Are you buying what Michael's selling, though, that he's got to fight somebody else a second fight, a second win before he gets his hands on Canelo, if he can get his hands on him. You know what? It just depends, guys, on where the money's at with this. I really do think Benavides actually is the next fight up if, if all things are pers- personally set up be the way it's set up for. And uh, TJ, you're just also on the, uh, the website, bigfightweekend.com. Check it out if you guys haven't checked it out by, by, by chance. But uh, the recent odds were placed actually uh, on my bookie for the odds who's going to face Canelo next. And as you guys may have guessed, and TJ, you wrote about this, the number one person, David Benavides. Yeah. Uh, by far. Number two, but... some 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 Golovkin guy who's turning yep. 50 next month. But outside of that, but, but the key the key at this point is that I think Benavides is the next guy up, but to my, to Michael's point, I think Canelo is going to take one of these 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 WBA mandatory uh, volunteer voluntary favorable opposition opponents or Avi Yildirim uh, Canelo too, whichever comes first. But we're, we're, we're definitely getting one of those fights next before we get an actual big time fight after. And and Michael, while we have you here and we're going to get to Benavides with you before you've got to get out of here and we got to get out of here in a few minutes. But yeah. the Golovkin thing I just I think the time has passed I mean the guy is almost 40 he's fighting Murata the Japanese fighter in December I don't know that that would put him on a timeline to fight Canelo in May maybe it would maybe you won't Canelo has made it clear and I believe him again money talks he doesn't have any interest in fighting him again he made it further clear that if the fight happens it's happening at 168 Mm -hmm. where Golovkin's got to move up eight pounds give or take all right, so I've laid all that out there on on the realistic meter. Is it a two? Is it a four for for Triple G and Canelo three? Is it a six? Do you give it something like that? Um, to the people that want to see Canelo Triple G three, I only have one question: What do you guys have against Triple G? Yeah, do you, do you guys want to see him hurt? Like, did he do something personally to you guys? Because <laughs> at this point, after seeing how he fought against Dervinchenko. Yeah. And and how he fought against Sermenta, it doesn't inspire confidence that oh the third fight is going to be something spectacular. I personally think Canelo has elevated so many levels since that second fight, and Triple G has either stayed the same or has gone down a little bit. And right now Canelo is in peak condition; he is at his peak level, and Golovkin is so far away from it that I personally think the heart of Golovkin will keep him in the fight for a while but he's going to get hurt and especially moving up in weight to a weight he hasn't fought in. He's going to get hurt. I, I Maybe there's a possibility uh, if they can't come to an agreement with the mandatory of Benavidez, Hey, let's do it. It'll make, it'll make money because the casuals will want to see it, mm-hmm. but it's just going to be, it's going to be a beating, I believe. And we should say too, and Marquise follow up on this. This is the fight that DeZone zone wanted to make mm-hmm. when they signed Canelo to that 800 gazillion dollar deal that they did. <laughs> yeah. They wanted this fight two years ago. It's two years later. DeZone is out. They no longer have a deal with Canelo. And Canelo, uh, or with uh, uh, Canelo, Triple G now almost 40 years of age. I'm buying what Michael's selling here. It would be much more likely that Canelo overwhelms this guy quickly, and it's a joke. Marquise, thoughts? Yeah, at this point, guys, I don't think that fight happens. And actually, now that they made it official when we're recording this, that uh, Golovkin's fighting uh, Murata in Japan on December 27th. 
I don't think he gets past Murata. So at this point, I think we're all just, you know, just we're, we're arguing into the wind here because I don't think it's going to happen. But if it, if it was a possibility or a slight window at this point, guys, Canelo and Triple G first fought back in like, was that 2015 on HBO Sports back in the old days? 2017. 2017 yeah. was the first fight. It seems it, like 2015. It seems like 20 years ago, Because guys. 2020 <laughs> seems like it was five years long. Yep. But you're right. Yeah. I understand. But if the first fight, September 2017, the rematch, September 2018, 18. again, DAZN does the deal that fall, hoping to have that fight in May of 2019, and it never happened. Go ahead, Marquise. Yeah, I, I think at this point, uh, since the, the, zone, the zone kind of dropped the ball on that fight actually getting off the ground or even actually happening, and I, I got to admit, the, the one thing this year that I did find was very amusing is reading back the uh, old uh, lawsuit that Canelo filed of, of the, the some of the uh, the zone requirements that they're having and fights on skyscrapers and stuff like that. But no, the, <laughs> one of the one of the funnier things about uh, all of this is that I just, I just think that fight's just past its peak, guys. Much like uh, the conversation of of Kell Brook and Amir Khan in twenty twenty two is being a thing. Some things are just really, really just shouldn't happen. And, and but if, if there's enough Here money involved are. with it, but the one thing I, I want to mention with the money part as well, what I think at this point, Canelo's proved he can make money with or without this whole the zone thing because he made 40, was it 40 million for, for this plant yep. fight? That's a lot of money for an IBF and mandatory the bout, guys. Are out <laughs> Thursday evening that it did around 800,000 domestic mm. pay per view buys. And it's worth pointing out again that yeah. that doesn't include the Mexican audience and yep. the Mexican pay per view audience, which is hundreds of thousands more and tens of millions more in revenue. They had somewhere around an 18 million live gate Eight. for the yeah. sold out show. So when you mix this all together, that fight easily. Uh, brought in around 110, maybe 120 million dollars. Now that's not profit because you've got to pay Canelo a lot of that, including the the full percentage basically of the Mexican pay per view. But yeah. if you're Showtime, in the words of Kramer from Seinfeld, giddy up! I mean yeah. that you delivered there uh, on a Canelo fight on pay per view, and pay per view is back at least with him. I, I don't know uh, about other fighters, but it's at least back with him for them to make another one in May and or in September, if that's the case. Michael, before we have to get rid of you, Marquise and I are going to talk more about the Benavides Showtime card in Phoenix, uh, a PBC card coming Saturday night. Not only the Benavides main event, anything else intrigue you about that card in the preview mode coming for Saturday? Um, well, I mean, his brother coming back, uh, he's an interesting fighter. He was doing really well before, you know, getting hurt, getting shot, and a Crawford loss. I want to see how he comes back. I believe it's three years since his last fight. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I'll, yeah, I'm interested to see how he comes back. Uh, Benavides, I actually won't watch the fight live because I will be in Anaheim covering oh. Munguia Rosado gotcha. um, that, that same day. So I'll watch that, the Showtime card, probably when I get back home. Um, but I, I'm always excited to see David Benavides um, I mean, he has one of the most spectacular knockouts over the last maybe 10 years of his 45 punch uh, Mortal, Camp, Mortal Kombat combination to Porky <laughs> Medina. Um, so, I mean, I'm interested in that. As I said, if, if maybe if he looks amazing, that hype gets built up and that fight gets made with Canelo. Maybe if he doesn't look as great, it still gets made. But that's that, those two fights that, that are on that main card are what I'm really looking forward to just because I want to see how Jose looks and see, you know, what weight class he's going to stay at 147 or 154. All good stuff on this. Yep. Go ahead, Marquise. Follow up one more time for Michael. 
Absolutely. Since I, since you mentioned it, since you're going to be at the Zone Card this Saturday at the Anaheim Center, uh, uh, the Honda Center in Anaheim. Yeah. Uh, talk, talk to me for a few seconds about uh, this fight with Mungi and, and uh, Gabe Rosado. Do you think this is the end of the line for Rosado because they, they've been setting up for these fights and he just keeps finding ways to win them? So do you think this is going to be one of those or just, just another uh, day at the office for, for Mungia here? Um, it's going to be a good fight, I think. I, that's honestly why I, I, you know, I applied because I, I want to see it. I think it's Rosado's look different since being with Freddie Roach. Yeah. Um, that knockout over Beck, the bully was impressive. He set him up perfectly. He set that trap. Mm-hmm. Um, Mungia, you know, he burst onto the scene and then he's just been floating around since then. And uh, where we see he has power. Uh, we think he's really good. We think he can possibly be great, but we haven't seen it yet because of he's been the WBO mandatory at middleweight for like a year and a half now. <laughs> for like and, a year and a half now. And and yeah. and Andrade Demetrius Andrade uh, has has uh, tiptoed around everybody else. Why hasn't that fight been made? And in particular, if Munguia scores another impressive knockout, why don't we get an Andrade Munguia in 2022? Uh, otherwise, it's a joke. Other, otherwise, right. get rid of the belt. If he's the number um, one for this long, and we can't, we hear so much about these mandatories. Munguia, right? Michael has yeah. been the WBO number one middleweight going up. back to the middle of like the early 2020. Going on almost yeah. two full years. Yeah, since he moved up. Um, yeah. Andrade, as he said, why would he risk it when he's getting paid millions and millions of dollars to fight the Luke Kesslers of the world or Luke Keelers? Um, that's that's his response to, to that. Mungia, on the other hand, I don't know if he's really ready for that level because he's also, I believe – Correct me if I'm wrong, Marquise. The WBC mandatory for Charlo as well, right? He he is actually as well. Yeah. I think the last time he was he was up for it, he declined it actually. Yeah. So they he, he fought That's up. That's why Toronto he got still, still, I mean, it's yeah. marketable because here you've got a Mexican fighter with a big punch. That's a former junior middleweight champ. That's been the number one contender. Ah, uh, let's just keep having Eddie Hearn and Demetrius Andrade fight guys that are essentially off of the the street or a, a milk carton. That well, nobody Uber, knows Uber or fighters you can't about. witness what is, protection. Makes Uber, no Uber sense. guys need to make money on the side too. The Uber drivers, <laughs> you know. But um, no, I, I honestly think as much jokes as get made on Andre, he's a very skilled fighter. He's really, he's really good personally. Then I think get really in good. there with somebody yes. that can hit you and oh, hurt you and make I more agree. money because you beat them. Yes, I agree. Yeah. Yes, because. He, he deserves to get that type of fight, but he also has to show us because he needs to beat somebody, as you said, that can at least hurt him. I think if he was to fight Mungia, and let's say he gets hit, shows that he could take that punch, but wins, I believe Canelo would be like, hey, so you want this fight? But also, this is my thing. Everybody talks about Canelo's avoiding uh, Andre. Canelo's avoiding Andre. Same point as you just said about Mungia being the WBO uh, mandatory for a couple years. Andre wants this fight with Canelo, supposedly. Move up to 168, drop your belt, and because you are the WBO champion at 160, you become the mandatory at 168. If you really want that fight, prove it. Show me you really want it. Drop that trinket, move up, and become that mandatory. Until then, you could say all these things. You could make all these posts. Um uh, you know, we already seen what Canelo told him at that press conference. Hey, get out um, of here. Yeah. So <laughs> that that's all I see. pretty understandable you know? on that. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So I, when I see that, that's how I feel about Andre. I like him as a fighter, but you, you got to show something. I mean, Amen. your biggest opponent to date you fought, I believe is Vanis Matarosian who knocked you down, who hasn't knocked anybody else down in 45 years. Um, 
But Andre, and then when he hurt someone, he doesn't finish him off. He had a yeah, perfect no. opportunity in that first round, I believe, in Florida, right? Yeah. Oh, Selecki too. But the guy he yeah. knocked down in the first round. Yeah, the Kessler fight. Yeah, yeah he had him yep. done, dead to rights. And he yeah. was like, eh, you know, let me just tap him a couple times the rest of the Get fight. Get some rounds, right? Yeah, you, well, you got to I mean, show you make- us. You make great points on all of this. We'll see what happens with Mongia first of all, and then Andrade is scheduled to fight later in the year here on another whole home. Oh, title next defense. weekend. Next yeah, weekend. He's there. Yeah, next Friday. There you go. Wiggler. Uh, it's sneaking yeah. up on us as well, and we'll see. It, but you make a great point too about drop the belt, and now you're the number one at 168. If you want to move up and have that fight with Canelo Alvarez, <laughs> we'll see if any of that happens. Uh, Michael, go ahead and plug away on how <laughs> and where we find you, where we see you, where we read you. You've already mentioned you're covering the Mongia fight, the Golden Boy DAZN main event. Go ahead. Yeah. So uh, YouTube, as I said, 26 Sports. Um, have a lot of coverage, videos, interviews, press conferences, recap things. Uh, I've had Marquise on a couple times. Uh, so 26 Sports on YouTube, uh, Twitter, at Wolf2988. Um, follow me there. Get me to a 1,000. Uh, <laughs> you know, let's see. Uh, I do my things there. Uh, I cover football as well for the Raiders, the Raider Ramble. Um, so it's not just boxing. I do cover football as well. Um and again, Vegas Sports Today, I have a weekly article that I post, Sweet Science News or Sweet Science Scene, where we just discuss everything that's happened the week in boxing. And then I also have my usual uh, little rant about what's going on. This week's rant was about scorecards and uh, the typical <laughs> BS that we see in boxing, you know, weekly. So uh, it's pretty, pretty funny. And we have that going. So, uh, yeah, any anywhere else you guys want to follow me, just look me up send me messages, whatever. I'm always available and always love love to talk boxing. We love you on your rookie appearance here on the podcast. And again, follow him on Twitter, Wolf2988. We may find out someday what any of that stands for in terms of the code, the numbers, (laughs) any of that. But Wolf2988 is Michael Reda. (laughs) You can make that real easy. Wolf is the, the nickname I had growing up. 29 has to do with the birthday. 88 was because someone had taken 89. So you can't even get the full birthday in the Twitter handle, yeah. but I still love it. You got jobbed on remember, Twitter for your own yeah. username. Wolf, Wolf2988 is where he is on Twitter. Vegas Sports Today with the number two is where you can also read him. YouTube channel, again, is 26 Sports. Yes, 26 sir. Sports on YouTube, and Marquise has even graced the shows. So you know it's high-quality content if Marquise <laughs> is showing up with Michael. Uh, Michael Reda, continue success. We'll be watching. We'll be reading. We'll be seeing what's going on with your coverage this weekend and beyond. Thank you for hopping on the Big Fight Weekend podcast, young man. No problem. Thank you guys for having me and hope to be back soon. All good stuff. Marquis, stand by. Much more on the way, including the Jake Paul press conference this week, fight previews this weekend, and more. Hang in there. But first, we're brought to you by our friends at WinBet. Are you ready to win money and boost your odds? Well, WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. And we're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. You've got exclusive rewards right at your fingertips. Get in on all the favorite teams, the players, the sports. We've got the NFL starting up soon. Uh, Major League Baseball is ongoing. You've got the golf. You've got the MMA. Uh, Pretty soon the NBA will be back. The NHL will be back. College football and more. Great promos, odds, and payouts from boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport. 
We have what you need with WinBet. If you're ready to play, sign up today, get a special offer, get a risk-free $500 bet from us at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network by just downloading and using our promo code SGPN. Download the WinBet app, visit WYNN bet.com that's wynnbet.com to find out more right now if you're ready to play if you're ready to win they're the premier sports betting experience download bet and win with winbet and we're brought to you by the guys at prop swap america's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets prop swap always has the best odds because you're buying directly from other bettors just like yourself You see a bet you like, but you think the price is too high, submit a bid for a price that you think is fair and then buy it. Use our promo code SGP on your first deposit and PropSwap will double it up to $500. Double the cash means double the odds. And if you love sports betting, you need to be using PropSwap. Every ticket purchased on PropSwap can be resold at any time. So your bet doesn't have to win to make money. It just needs to improve. Thousands of bettors across the country are shopping for tickets on PropSwap every day. Get started today. Go to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app. Prop Swap, where America buys and sells sports bets. And we're brought to you in part by Better Fantasy, the new free-to-play app that lets you sync your fantasy football league and bet on matchups. You can cash out for gift cards when your bet hits and even help raise money for charity along the way. They're a brand new company. They're looking to grow their adopter community. It's a slick, fun app to use. And one of the reasons why we love it here at SGPN is prop betting. So if you're in a state that hasn't legalized gambling yet, you can get in some prop bets on Better Fantasy. It's totally free to play. Down Download it for the iPhone or for Android. Check them out on the web, betterfantasy.com slash SGPN. Again, spell it B-E-T-T-O-R, betterfantasy.com slash SGPN. And we're brought to you by our friends at Prize Picks. Have you heard about Prize Picks and the daily fantasy that they have made easy? You're going to love it if you just check it out. It is free to customize your sport and give you some under and overs that you like for the upcoming week as well. Prize Picks has the best NBA DFS prop game on the market, and Prize Picks offers more NBA props than any other DFS prop operator and offers superstar players as well as bench players only recording a handful of minutes every game. They offer any prop you can think of yardage touchdowns in football interceptions thrown three pointers block shots whatever in basketball on and on and any users that deposit right now on prize picks and use our promo code sgp get a 100 percent instant deposit match up to $100. Again, pick two to five players, pick an under over on their projection, went up to 10 times the amount of your entry. It is you against the projected number with prize picks. Again, use the award-winning app in the App Store, the Google Play Store. The entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It is easy to sign up and to get in with prize picks. And again, use our promo code SGP. Get a 100% instant deposit bonus match up to $100. Go to the App Store. It's prize picks, daily fantasy made easy. We're also brought to you by our friends at BetQL Daily. Do you feel like the last one out when it comes to sports betting? You don't know where to start? understand where the market is moving and use smart bets out there and have some fun while you're doing it with our friends at BetQL. And the BetQL Daily is a must-listen show for sports bettors and fans 
alike. Check out these guys. They're hilarious. They mix it up. The insults are flying between the hosts and the betters. It's interactive. And the guys, Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth, they serve up what they call wager entertainment, the sports talk you love with betting insights that you need each weekday. Find out where the market's moving across the week on the biggest sporting events. If you miss out on the early games, BetQ Daily has you covered there too with recaps and some of the the best uh, recent line movements as well. Again, check them out at BetQ Daily. If you're not sure where to start with sports betting, start it with BetQ Daily. Listen weekdays, 9 a.m. to noon Eastern Time on Odyssey, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app, BetQL Daily. And a reminder, the SGPN app is right there live now in the App Store and the Google Play Store. This app gives you easy access to all of our picks, all of our podcasts, everything in the content from the SGPN family of shows and everything that's going on on the app. Don't forget, give us an app review. Download the SGPN app today in the App Store and the Google Play Store. Look for us. It's the SGPN app. We're back on Big Fight Weekend. Now, here's your host, TJ Reeves. We come back in once more as we get ready to preview for the weekend. As we like to mention, we are here releasing the podcast usually midday Friday. If it warrants it enough, we will come back in for special podcasts, breaking news, etc. In fairness, Marquise Johns, as we call you back in, senior writer, BigFightWeekend.com. Most everybody expected Canelo uh, to win and win big. I don't know that it really warranted us coming back in to talk about him knocking out Caleb Plant. One more time, finish up. Plant was valiant. That's about what we can say for him. He was gutsy, but he was really no different in the end than Billy Joe Saunders, uh, Callum Smith, or any of, of Canelo, Sergey Kovalev in the heavyweight title uh, win, light heavyweight title win. He was no different than any of the rest of them, which is eventually he succumbed to what the other ones succumbed to, which is Canelo's too much for you, wears you down, and or knocks you out. Pretty much, TJ, and that's kind of what happened with uh, this fight in general. The one thing I thought that was interesting about Canelo and just the, the process of him getting undisputed at super middleweight for all of this, pretty much the game plan he had for it, TJ, was he had the physicality he had in the Smith fight, which got him the WBA belt. He walked him down like he did in the Anvi Yildirim fight, which we all figured was going to be a short work anyway. He pretty much closed the show out in the 11th round like he did to Billy Joe Summers in his eye like he did in May. And in this plant fight, pretty much he sealed the deal. He pretty much put it all together. It was one of those, it's really an impressive performance off of Canelo up and down, left and right. The one thing I will give Plant credit for was he lasted longer than the 9.5 rounds, which was the bet that we had for, for those yes. who t- took our, our gambling advice here. So We've outside been of rolling that, on the overs. We've been rolling yeah. on the overs with Joshua Usyk, with Fury mm-hmm. Wilder, and now morphing into this fight as well. Uh, I just, I believed that it was not going to be early. There were many who believed that it was going to be something like a fifth, sixth round knockout. I thought Plant would stay away from him enough and show some chin and show some defense and Canelo wouldn't necessarily go for the knockout. So we got that one right yet again, and we'll have more gambling odds coming up in a few moments. By by way of news of the week, you already made reference to, I was at the circus, Jake Paul uh, (laughs) making the announcement for the Latest of his fights, this one in Tampa, in my home area, your former home area, in Tampa Bay. He will fight at the downtown Amelie Arena, the home of the Tampa Bay Lightning hockey team. Uh, around 18,000, 19,000 capacity for boxing. Don't know what they're going to have for the Showtime event. Maybe less capacity for that, but clearly he sold some tickets. Paul in Cleveland. They made the announcement. Tommy Fury coming over from England. 
again, uh, a circus press conference situation where Tommy Fury, who was scheduled to be in Las Vegas last Saturday for the announcement with Paul, then fly to Tampa, both of them, to make the in-person announcement for tickets to go on sale. Tommy Fury never came to the United States because his mother is reportedly ill, so he never traveled. They had him on video on a, on a delay with the Wi-Fi. It was kind of ugly in that regard. But anyway, Jake Paul sold it as best he could. Uh, Amanda Serrano is on the undercard as the co-feature, the women's former world featherweight champion. She was there. They were both clad in their Tampa Bay Lightning jersey, the two-time Stanley Cup champions in hockey. Uh, there's Serrano and Jake Paul. So anyway, Marquise, I was there. I've made my feelings clear. These uh, He and the brother, they are con men. They are continuing to con all of us that they're actually fighters. And now, Jake, I mean, Jake Paul put it out there for everybody. I'm going to shut everybody that you know what up. I'm going to knock this guy out, and I'm going to prove to you I'm a boxer. That will be the intrigue for December the 18th. Absolutely, TJ. And I think, and I hate to admit this, for anyone who hates Jake Paul, and uh, that, that list is long, I don't think Tommy Fury is the boxing guy you guys are looking for to uh, change that narrative, unfortunately. I'm more intrigued, TJ, with this whole fight card as a whole because it's it's setting up to be, honestly, a, a winter circus in, in more ways than one. <laughs> and and uh, the one thing that, that you mentioned, you mentioned that Jake Paul in the main event with Tommy Fury, that's whatever. Mana Serrano's uh, in, in, a, in a title defense, that's actually the legit boxing fight. But after that, you got Frank Gore and Daron Williams. I mean, is this a celebrity basketball let's, game? What are we doing here? This is boxing. You can't this. play so- boxing. Yeah, Frank Gore, a former 10,000-yard rusher in the NFL, just recently retired, was playing in the NFL last year for the New York Jets uh, at the end of the season, and he will fight Darren Williams, the former first-round pick of the Utah Jazz, NBA All-Star, two-time Olympian, former University of Illinois college Mm -hmm. basketball star. Neither one of these guys with a boxing background. This is clearly an exhibition debut fight for both of them that will be fought at heavyweight. I think I saw... Uh, the, the maximum is 212 pounds for either one of them to come in at for this uh, heavyweight exhibition. So that's on the undercard. I have been told Antonio Tarver Jr. will be on this card as well, okay. the son of the former champion. And Antonio Tarver Sr. Uh, fought a couple of times in title defenses at what is the Amelie Arena, what was the Ice Palace. But previously in his career, he beat Roy Jones Jr. in the ice. Was Marquise Johns in attendance for that uh, Tarver Jones uh, victory when he uh, when he basically shut him out by decision that night in Tampa, Tarver Sr.? Absolutely, because I I think I was, TJ. In fact, I, I want to say I was because that was 2006, and I was there because I was up there. So, so TJ, a funny story about this. So I was in the Raptors with, with, the, with the following cast of characters. Doug from Rapid Systems, the old TV uh, ads back in the radio spots back in the day. Pat Donovan, <laughs> who you well know. Pat and, Donovan, local radio guy in Tampa Bay, right? Uh, his buddy, Bill Freitas, at the time, who I think was working with him at the old uh, whatever, whatever WHBO is now in town. And uh, yep. I'm trying to think of the fifth guy. It was a sales. I want to say it was a sales rep. It was, it was us five sitting in the 300 section of, of the Ice Palace with, with the air conditioning above the scoreboard watching Antonio Tarver play Roy Jones. Wow. All right. So Tarver <laughs> Sr. has been in there. Winky Wright has fought in there. Roy Jones had some previous uh, title defenses in that arena. Jake Paul will be there for December 18th, the week before uh, Christmas, as the main event with Tommy Fury, who is by far the most experienced a uh, trained fighter, amateur and professional fighter he's ever been in. I mean, and that's not saying anything because Jake Paul hasn't been in with a trained professional fighter at this point. That's the intrigue, and it will be a Showtime pay-per-view once again. I mean, Showtime has got 
one fight card after another. You joked earlier in the podcast about all the announcements. You've got the Benavides fight uh, this weekend, headlining Premier Boxing Champions on Showtime. They're coming back in a couple of weeks with Brandon Figueroa, Stephen Fulton on Showtime. Tank Davis, Davis. pay-per-view now. Uh, what is it? Isaac Cruz, Tank Isaac Davis, Cruz. Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. That's December 5th. And then a couple of weeks later will be this Jake Paul pay-per-view on Showtime. So they're going to be very busy. The premium a cable outlet with Premier Boxing Champions and et cetera uh, with all these different fights that they're having. So we're anxious to see what happens with all of this unfolding. Lots of fights going on, TJ, and yeah, pretty much a big-time news dump. But yeah, Showtime's been pretty busy and active this year, which is good for them on their part, considering when we first started two years ago, TJ, uh, when I got on this podcast, there were talks about Showtime being dead in the water, being out of business, being kaput. I think at one point they had the best of 2018 knockouts in June of 2019. There was a lot of bizarre things going on over there, but all that's uh, clearly uh, brushed aside here. Granted, a lot of these things are behind a paywall, but that paywall is paying for these fights to keep going. So here we are. And keep and keep in mind, if the Canelo numbers are anywhere close to correct, there was easily a hundred million dollars in revenue coming in for that fight. Well worth it for them to go again with him if they can make it happen. Again, Canelo is a free agent. He can go back to Eddie Hearn and DAZN. He can make his own deal somewhere else. Uh, that still shocks me to this second, as we sit here in November, the premier boxing champions did not get a commitment that they got at least two Canelo fights out of this. Then again, it may be like a handshake thing that the next fight is going to be a premier boxing champion showtime thing. And it's Benavides or Charlo or somebody, Jamal Charlo coming in May. We will find out. All right. So other news of the week thought it was interesting. Tyson Fury's father revealing earlier this week that Tyson Fury had elbow surgery after the latest Deontay Wilder win on October the 9th, saying that uh, Fury had to have cortisone shots in both elbows. Wasn't clear. Was it the right elbow? That's what the speculation is that he had to have mm-hmm. surgery on Marquise. What do you make of all of that with the story with the WBC heavyweight champ? Uh, it makes for a, a great story and folklore at the end of the day, TJ, how uh, Tyson Fury beat Deontay Wilder in this third, th- this third fight, you know, with, you know, broken, you know, with, with injured elbows and, and kneecaps and all sorts of wacky story like this, you know, seven to one stroke as I, I learned in the old children's books back in the day, but whatever the case may be, however they, they spin the narrative on this, it's cool, but fighters usually go into these fights in one, in some sort of injury capacity, one way or another, as you well know, TJ, is this more of a, how he was able to beat Deontay Wilder despite this and that with this and et cetera. Do we think it is a factor on how soon we might see him again, that he has to rehab the elbow again, it's complete conjecture from us, complete speculation from us, but we believe, at least I believe we might see him in January or February coming off the October win. Might this delay that further because of elbow surgery? I think it is going to delay that, TJ, and I think what this, this does set that that in motion for the most part where Tyson Fury is pretty much going to sit this out and wait on someone, most notably the winner of that Anthony Joshua uh, Alexander Usyk rematch, and then probably fight from there, which makes which 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 I will admit, TJ, I I'm look I'm look, I'm looking forward to that fight. Didn't want to see Tyson Fury fight again before that, but I mean, it, it took him this long to make this first title defense ever, and he's held his belt twice. So, beggars can't be choosers, I guess. We'll, 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 we'll wait for the surgery and see what happens. Active is better, though. We want to see yeah. these guys more frequently than, you know, once every nine months. Yeah. We'll see when Fury is back in there. Uh, lots of fight announcements coming. You referenced earlier in the podcast that the Golovkin Murata fight officially announced for December, what, 28th, 27th. late? 27th, 28th, depending on the time zone situation with yeah. Japan. Uh, 
So that that's coming at the end of the year. And we've got other ones that are being uh, lined up as well for late in the year, PBC on Fox with a couple of shows late in December, et cetera. What else? Anything else of, of news? Yeah, pretty much uh, going back to the PBC on Fox cards, DJ. Uh, once again, Fox giving us coal in our stocking for these, these uh, shows uh, once again. Uh, <laughs> for those who wanted to see Vito Milanicki again and Joey Spencer, that they're headlining a card actually Christmas night out of all things. Before that, it's David Morrell on the 18th. That's that's fun. And and, and also with that news on the, with December 18th, they, they mentioned today as well with DAZN that Zordo Ramirez is fighting uh, – I want to say it's Yuminski Gonzalez, a name I haven't heard of TJ in about six wow. years uh, on, on the zone. And in another, another, another stay busy fight for Gilberto Zordo Ramirez. I'm sure you've heard that before. I've, it may have been all 43 of his fights at this point. It's getting out of hand for that guy. I but, know that midweek as well, just to follow up, that Sean yeah. Porter and Terrence Crawford were both talking in advance of their WBO World Welterweight title fight that'll be a week from Saturday. That's back in Vegas. That's the ESPN pay-per-view top rank coming November 20th in Vegas. And you were hanging out. You wrote about that on the website as well. Uh, again, Sean Porter has talked a great game, not just a good game, a great game to speak this fight almost into existence and get himself in front of Crawford in what should be all things being equal an entertaining competitive fight. And you were hearing from these guys midweek before we get to the big week of the fight next week in Vegas. Absolutely, TJ. And in fact, we only heard from one of the guys because uh, Terrence Crawford was out here uh, training in the mountains in Colorado Springs. And as you may have sh been shocked, the, his Wi-Fi wasn't working. So he was on the call get this some, past week. Get some decent Wi-Fi, <laughs> you bleeping gypsy. Oh, yes. Oh, whatever man. it takes. Get some Wi-Fi. So, so he Porter was said all the right things. Yeah, Sean Porter said all the right things and held court for about 20, 25 minutes for all of us because pretty much uh, we, we found out after the fact that Crawford was unavailable and he found it after the fact and joked as well where it's like, hey, I, I supposedly I won this this press conference and he won the one that was in Vegas to initially announce the fight. So he's like, he, he thinks he's already up two rounds to nothing on Crawford here, which I think <laughs> is hilarious. So he's he's selling this fight, playing it up. You, you would think that these guys weren't friends. You can tell these guys clearly are friends at the end of the day. That's the one thing that's cool about this, too. And the one also thing about this matchup, I, I, I mentioned with TC as well, is like, I, I wonder what version of Crawford we're getting. You know, he's getting up there in age. This is his biggest test at, at welterweight. We've all chastises competition you know the, the Been active for a year terrence crawford yeah. hasn't fought in a year at least porter fought earlier this year has been in there one time yeah and and, and crawford was last seen you know facing kell brook which was pretty much a non-event for three rounds and then before that it was mean machine for seven so it's it's really interesting to see what version of crawford we're going to get and hopefully if, if, if he starts the same way he usually does or if, if Porter can take advantage of that which is going to be the real intrigue in all of this Okay, there you go on News of the Week. Let's get to the fights this weekend and the fight picks for our friends, sportsgamblingpodcast.com, Sports Gambling Podcast Network of Shows. We are the boxing guys. Again, the David Benavides main event, super middleweight main event, non-title fight, but again, looming for Benavides, possible fight with Canelo Alvarez if he is victorious. Showtime, Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, we've also made mention that Jose Benavides Jr., his uh, older brother is back in the ring for the first time in almost three years in a junior middleweight fight on the undercard of this. Uh, you're also looking at the gambling odds here. Benavides, a massive favorite to win over Kyron Davis, a late replacement. What about it? Yeah, TJ. Uh, Kyron Davis took this fight on two weeks' notice because uh, Jose Uskatagi was still in Venezuela and, and failed the drug test for everything under the sun. Mm. So instead, we got 
uh, Kyron Davis, who takes this fight, trained by Breadman Edwards on a short notice here. Huge underdog on a lot. Of, if, if, if you can find a number, Davis on most cards is, I think I've seen that plus 1,100. The one thing that makes it so hard for, for him, TJ, is the fact that he he got a draw with Anthony Durrell last time out for his end. And 168 at this point, TJ, in terms of Canelo, he's beat the top guys already, and the next guy up is Benavidez. So they have to stand to shuffle the deck around a little bit to make this happen, and they they found Davis for him. So we'll see what happens with this. I expect I expect Benavidez to cruise in this easily, but there's no rule. maybe even an early win. Do you have? I mean, it, there's not a knockout prop. There's not a knockout prop if I can say that. Uh, but maybe an early win for Benavides. Third, fourth, fifth round, something like I'm, that, maybe. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking somewhere T's like around like the fifth or sixth round. He breaks the Davis down at this point. It's, it's going to look a lot like the same fight he had last time against uh, 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 Ellis, where pretty much Benavides just wore him down too, and, and stopped him in about nine to ten rounds. All right. Uh, again, Jaime Munguia is headlining the DAZN Golden Boy Show. Gabe Rosado, veteran there, twelve round middleweight. About again, I, I for the life of me, I can't understand why Munguia isn't in front of Demetrius Andrade here at some point as the longtime WBO number one contender. Uh, not getting the shot there at the WBO champion, they make the rules up as they go along. Anything else on that card in Anaheim, California? I know uh, Michael Reda will be there, uh, as he said to us here on the podcast. Anything else of note of, of worthwhile there? Uh, of note, TJ, no, no, not really. This is really one of those cards that for Golden Boy is it, it, it's to keep these guys active because these guys have, haven't been fighting for the most part on, on for a lot of these Golden Boy cards. If, if, this, if, if this is the Munguia circuit, they haven't been fighting since they were in El Paso in May. So they, they got to get us out the way for the end of the year. Fair enough on that. And uh, also there is the Matchroom Boxing Show fight week there. Birmingham, England, Kid Galahad, Kiko Martinez, 12-round IBF featherweight championship fight. Uh, Galahad, very active, was already fighting back in the summer, now fighting again in defense of his championship. Terry Harper, women's junior lightweight champion, WBC junior lightweight champion in action. And also Chris Billum-Smith is a fairly entertaining cruiserweight uh, he is yes. in action as well. All of that on the DAZN show. What, any, what if anything stands out or intrigues you on the DAZN show, which will be earlier in the day, U.S. time in, on Saturday afternoon? Uh, looking forward to seeing, I'm starting from the top down. Uh, the main event with uh, Kid Galahad, one of the most active featherweights, TJ, in the sport. Not the most exciting fighters in the sport, but he wins, and he's currently the IBF title holder. He was last seen beating uh, Jazza Dickens into submission over 10 rounds, and this fight against Kiko Martinez is probably going to be more of the same. That's that's kind of what it is with this. I mean, Kiko Martinez, TJ, at this point, has been fighting, I think, literally for about 40 years. I, I, at some point, they're going to have to find other guys for these guys to fight. But it's a stay busy. and It's his first title defense with the, holding the belt. I get it. The the fight on this card, TJ, I think that's really interesting, is the, the co-main event with Terry Harper and Alicia Baumgartner. I saw TJ, uh, Alicia Baumgartner, actually, she fought at the Sundome before, uh, in 2019, actually. Real impressive, and she gets the opportunity here to actually upset Terry Harper uh, in a chance for a bout and to probably bring these belts back stateside, TJ, um, barring there's no rematch clause, uh, if, if in that event, in the event that – because the winner of this fight, more likely, if it's Terry Harper or Baumgartner, barring a rematch clause, is uh, the winner facing Michaela Meyer, who just won last week the IBF belt from uh, – Maya via Hamadouche uh, last Friday. So, okay. So, so the, the game plan here is, is possible opponent for Mayor, uh, whether Harper wins or Baumgartner wins, as you said, conditional on a rematch clause for Harper, which Eddie Hearn 
Uh, I think that's one of his oh, uh, middle names. I think it's one of his middle names is Eddie rematch clause Hearn uh, with yeah. matchroom <laughs> boxing. We'll see. Uh, Billum Smith again, 12 round undercard fight is with Dylan uh, Bergeron. Uh, that one coming um, again on Saturday, Birmingham, England. We'll keep eyes on that. Anything else in closing? We got to get out of here uh, for this latest podcast on the fight odds and the fight picks. Anything else worthwhile or note or uh, uh, note? What? Uh, just the only thing, if, if, if for gambling purposes, uh, Terry Harper's the huge favorite. I think at minus three and a half to one. Uh, I, I advise that if you are going to bet anything, that's kind of a lock this week. That's not David Benavidez. Is that like plus three thousand, where you bet a, a million bucks to get fifty cents? Uh, go with Terry Harper. <laughs> <laughs> Terry Harper is the uh, interesting play there, the financially beneficial play there, if it comes out yeah. that way. We have come to the end again. Again, next week will be Crawford versus Porter for the WBO World Welterweight title in Las Vegas. That may mean that we get T.C. Martin back on, the unelected mayor, the T.C. Martin show in Las Vegas. He was there uh, for the Canelo Alvarez uh, bout as well. We may be having him on next week to get ready for that one. For now, we thank uh, Michael Reda. Again, read Michael, uh, the Vegas Sports Today website, vegassportstoday.com. 26 Sports is his YouTube page. Mar Marquise, you've been a guest with him on his YouTube show. Loves the sport. He'll be at the Jaime Munguia main event fight, Golden Boy DeZone in Anaheim Saturday night. Uh, that one's scheduled for 12 in the middleweight division. Munguia, the unbeaten, big-punching number one contender for the WBO. We'll see what happens there. Thanks, as always, to Marquise Johns at Week Sauce Radio on social media. Read Marquise as the senior writer on the site, BigFightWeekend.com. Week Sauce, I always love hanging with you. We get ready for another weekend here in November. Absolutely, TJ. Great as always to be on and looking forward to more boxing next week. Great stuff. Again, read the site, BigFightWeekend.com. Follow us at Big Fight Weekend on Twitter, Big Fight Weekend Facebook page as well. Engage with us there. Like us follow us find us we've got a lot of our content that's on there as well and subscribe to this podcast apple podcast spotify google podcast uh, however you found it through the sports gambling podcast their network of shows uh, it's the easiest way to get it is just to subscribe we're usually here fridays in the preview mode about midday friday to get you ready for the weekend enjoy all the fights uh for this weekend we're back to recap it we're back to preview crawford porter next week on the big fight weekend podcast bye